Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading the Thunderblogs NBA preview. Had a great time breaking down this season in the NBA with thirdandgirl.com's Emily Anderson. This is the Eastern Conference preview. If you haven't yet checked out the West, go check that out. It is the previous episode in the feed. We do make our championship picks on this one, so enjoy that. As always, Go like and share the podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports is the handle for both Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, ThunderblogSports.com. Go check out everything Emily has going on at thirdandgirl.com. It's all one word, but enjoy the Eastern Conference preview. Thanks again. We now move on to the Eastern Conference and... We're going to start with the Central Division, continue to work our way from the West to the East uh, by way of the Southeast, so we'll get to them. Central Division, first team that you got on your radar is the Indiana Pacers. I'm unsure why, because there's like nothing going on there. Yeah, there's not a ton. They're going to have an interesting team. Um, just to Are, re- Is it interesting? Give them something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they lose, obviously, Paul George. They, they didn't really get a ton uh, coming back to them. They are going to be looking at the lottery and, and kind of waiting until next season. Um, it will be a good test for Miles Turner, who has all of the tools to be, you know, a great a star player, but he's young. He's 21, and they're going to kind of look to him to lead this team. And so this is his opportunity kind of break out and figure it out but that's a lot to put on a 21 year old so i don't know how it's gonna go no but paul george is a big loss in indiana huge loss um yeah not not really too much else to to talk about Nah. what what else they got what's the over under yeah looking at the over under for the indiana pacers it's 30 and a half under under all right move on we've got for you next chicago bulls the chicago bulls had a big Chicago day. Watch the Cubs. We have the Bears on in the background. We do. They're up 2 nothing. It's a weird score. Yeah, safety. The so. Giants were up 2 nothing at one point on Sunday. So It's true. All right. But Indian, or, uh, Chicago, same story as Indiana. <laughs> yeah, they got <laughs> – Not a lot going on there. They got Zach Levine and Chris Dunn in the Jimmy Butler trade, both, like, young talent. Zach's hurt. Um – from what I read today, he is kind of expected to come back from the ACL around Thanksgiving. They lost Dwayne Wade. I don't know that Dwayne Wade really – I don't want to say he didn't bring a lot to the table, but I don't know. That wasn't the right place for him. They drafted Laurie Markinen at number seven from Arizona, so we'll see what he does. But, yeah, this we're looking at another lottery team. The Bulls fans hate their team. They love it, but they hate it. They just need to burn it all down and rebuild. You know, I don't know what else to say about them. There's not really much else to say about them. You you kind of hit all the important points there, and we'll see where they end up with the new lottery and how it all goes for them. What's the over-under? Over-under is actually an interesting play, 22 and a half. Under. We go under. I really don't think they're going to be good. They weren't even good last year with Jimmy and Dwayne. That's true. So, right. 
22 and a half under for both of us. Let's move on. Who do you got next? The Pistons? The Pistons. The other team that I forgot as I was naming all 30 NBA teams. Get your notes together. What? I said to get your notes together. To get my notes together. Um, I don't really know. This is what I have feel like tells you how I feel about the Pistons. Is the only thing I have to say about the Pistons is about Van Gundy's dog. That's the only story that I have. Explain. <laughs> so they they had an empty the shelters day in Detroit. And it got spread on around Facebook that, you know, all these dogs got adopted except this one dog. And the, the dog was the only one left at the shelter. And obviously I watched this video and cried because I'm a bleeding heart. And we have a rescue dog. And I love all dogs. Hello, Luna. <laughs> That's our dog. And um, then it came out that Van Gundy saw the story and he adopted the dog. The last dog at the shelter. He came and got him. And there was all these pictures of the dog in a Pistons band in a bandana and like hanging out with Van Gundy. And so like, I like him as a person, but I don't know, like know or care much about his team. And I think that we should just go with the good feeling dog story. And okay. Go with the over under, unless you have a lot to say about the Pistons. All I was going to say, you got to see where Andre Drummond is. If he's healthy. If he plays better, you know, like two years ago, Andre Drummond. Probably when he was dating that girl from Nickelodeon. <laughs> Jesus. Um, that's the other thing I have in my notes about the Pistons. Like, that's how little I pay attention to the Pistons. Yeah, but, I mean, that being said, they could easily be six, seven seed in the playoffs. They the could East do better. is terrible. Yeah, the East is terrible. <laughs> uh, so they deserve a little more respect than just a dog. <laughs> A great a dog. dog story. It's a great dog it's story. It's a great dog story. But Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, do they bounce back? Do they stay healthy? Over, under for them, set at 30, 38 and a half. Under. Over. What? Yeah. You're crazy. No. You're crazy. We should have kept marks of this and bet something on it. We could have. We can listen back, I guess. Sure. <laughs> but I'll, I will when I edit, but. I probably won't look at these and mark them down. That's why I said short. Uh, but moving on. The still, Cavs. All right. The Cavs. What do you got for me? The Cavs are interesting because obviously they're good. They yep. have LeBron. Any team with LeBron on them is good. Yep. They added Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is a great basketball player. They yep. lost Kyrie. And it will be interesting to see how they play without Kyrie. Like, there hasn't been a second coming of the Cavs without Kyrie and LeBron. And do, do you think the Cavs become much less fun to watch without him? Interesting question, because he's a part of that. He's a part of how that team, that, that makeup, and I think to start, yes, because... We're not getting Dwayne Wade, Miami Dwayne Wade, that we had with LeBron down there. You're getting Derrick Rose, who, you know, really, what what's the deal with him? Until you know, with this Cavaliers team, does he somehow play well? Is this that slight renaissance we had a couple years ago, Derrick Rose? Um, really, this is all a question until Isaiah Thomas comes back and and is able to play with them and and. Until then, I think 
they won't, it's not that they won't necessarily be fun to watch. They're still going to be intriguing and it'll be more interesting to see how much they care about the, the really the first half of the season and, and getting it all together. Cause we've seen, and we, we talked about this before, LeBron just needs to get into the playoffs and he can take over. He does his thing. Yeah. He, he basically sees the regular season as this way of just make sure his muscles don't cramp up, um, which we've seen before. It's like a stretch, um, like a light jog. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a yog, as they say. Um, but, yeah, if not necessarily that they'll be less exciting. It's different. It's going to be a different Cavaliers team and a different squad to figure out. But That being said, and I do agree with you and I think the Cavs are I mean obviously they're good they have LeBron but without Kyrie I I think that there's some room for other teams to kind of come up in the east and maybe you know win the eastern conference like I don't I don't know that I would regular season or do you mean no I mean the eastern conference I mean I wouldn't hand the eastern conference to the Cavs like I would the west of the Warriors I think I think you know there's something there with the Celtics and I think that there's a couple I mean I'm not to like bury the lead but like I really think that there's I really like the Wizards and I don't know that I would just like hand the East to the Cavs like I would have in the past with Kyrie and LeBron like two like top 10 players yeah I guess it'll just depend on how we see Isaiah Thomas come to that team Isaiah Thomas have a season like he had last year again that was like a like a once in a lifetime season, like where people talking like guys about Isaiah Thomas, like they were last year, th- two years ago. No, no, they weren't. You no, know, it was a, it was a season. It was cap lock season. So season, you gotta cap cap lock season. You gotta say, you gotta say it. I said uh, cap lock. <laughs> let the people, let them use their ears, not their minds. Over under for the Cavaliers set at 54 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over. over. The East is so terrible, and they play yeah. the East the most. I'm going to go over as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's, East is bad, I think, with LeBron even taking days off. East bad. They still, bad. they still get it done. <laughs> All right, moving on from the Cavaliers. The Bucks. All right. Our good friends, the Milwaukee Bucks. I just want to have it as a note. When In my notes, I have – Notable players, and I have Giannis, Jabari Parker, and he who shall not be named. Malcolm Brogdon, for all those unaware of Sixers fans' ire towards him. <laughs> but yeah, this this team actually, the way that they're set up and the way that they could play with a number of different players that you just named, I think they could be exciting. Giannis is really good. He's like a mini JoJo. Yeah, I mean, he's the, Greek, the Greek freak. Son of, I believe it's Zeus and Lisa Leslie. It was that Onion <laughs> article that I, that I that I found. But That's uh, funny. yeah, well, I mean, this team they do well. We're not even talking about Chris Middleton, Tony Snell, Thon Maker. Um, whenever Jabari Parker comes back, uh, you got Delia on the bench out until the All Star game. About is that what it is? Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you have Delhi on the bench. You got a lot of – you have a nice bench going on. So we'll see what Milwaukee can do. We'll see if they all can put it together. Well, can Giannis play? Antelicupo. Antelicupo. Okay, so 
I like to say his name. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see them. They, I I think they should make the playoffs. Um, I don't I don't know if they're a serious danger to a team like like Cleveland or even to Boston or Washington in terms of where they're at. But um, yeah, definitely definitely a playoff lock at the very least for them. Yes. All right. Over under though set for them at forty six and a half. I'm going to take the under. I agree. It's they won 42 so games. They won 42 games last year, which seemed to be the average. Now there's going to be a couple teams that, that kind of fall to their to their you know fall a little bit, I should say. Um, but we'll we'll see how how it goes. Milwaukee though, pencil them in for the playoffs. Yes. And, and you should not be upset by that pick. Um, that does it for the Central. We now move to the, southeast. to the Southeast. And should be an interesting division, to say the least. I agree. Who do you got first on your list? We got the Wizards. The All Wizards. Right. As Wizards. Bill says. All right, tell me about the Wizards. What are they, uh, what are they looking at? John Wall and they got Bradley Beal. And they're both really good. Yep. And John Wall is great, actually. Yep. I enjoy watching him play basketball. Okay. <laughs> and I don't I think that he's one of those players that has finally kind of figured it out and figured out how to lead a team and has figured out that kind of like LeBron Juju where you just take over a game and put it on your back and you win it, mm-hmm. and there's only a handful of players in the league that can do that, Yep. and John Wall is one of them. Yep. So, and I mean, I think that's worth like 10 to 15 games on its own. I agree, and, and of course, there's the Bradley Beal shot that sent their series with the Celtics to Game 7 last year. So good. John Wall on the table. Yeah. like yeah. Bradley Beal from so the grave. Good. Um, yeah, I mean, and that back court is just great and what they have going on for them certainly helps them get into a spot where they basically become the Washington Capitals when the NHL was still six divisions. Southeast is just theirs. Lock it up right now. You know it coming in. Um, them into the playoffs, we'll see. Kind of depends on where their their seating is, but uh, it could be could be a fun season to watch with them. Um, the number just, to, go ahead. No, I was just saying a number of the different players that, that they have filling out the rest of that starting lineup and their bench certainly help out with that. That supporting cast to that backcourt definitely uh, definitely helps a ton. Also, just like cool Wizards juju. I don't know why I keep saying that, but... Word of the day. They have added Kara Lawson as their primary TV analyst, mm-hmm. you know, NBA champion, WNBA champion, gold mm-hmm. medalist Kara Lawson. Mm-hmm. So they're like one of two teams in the NBA that like has a female on their analyst staff, which is super cool. And obviously she's eligible. She has a freaking gold medal. Most of these guys in the NBA don't have a gold medal. So I think it's cool. And I'm going to call them out and give them props for it. Well, you're not calling them out. You're giving, giving them, them props. props. I'm going to yeah. acknowledge and give them props. There for you it. go. But the well, Nets that, that are the cool. other team that have a, a female NBA analyst. She's like, n- didn't play. She just like grew went up in the ranks. Also cool. So yeah. very cool. Props to Wizards, props to Nets. All right. Girl power. <laughs> Girl power indeed. Washington comes into the season over under at 48 and a half. I'm going the over. 
I'll go the over two. I really like John Wall. Uh, yeah. So we'll move on. Who do you got next on your list? The Magic. The Orlando Magic. All right. Do you want to talk about Alfred Payton's hair? Like, yeah. What, yeah. Let's about. let's kind of sift for stories. What you got? Anything else set from his hair? Jonathan Isaac. They drafted him number yep. six from Florida State. Could prove to be, you know, a bit of a, a player. Okay. A factor. A spark plug, if you will. But there's not a ton going on in Orlando. They're missing the golden days of the Shaq and the first generation Dwight Howard. Mm -hmm. They haven't yet to recapture it. And they have Bismack. Bismack, yeah. <laughs> they're not recapturing it this year. No. No, they certainly aren't. It's going to be a bit of... A longer season for them. <laughs> I mean, that being said, uh, Orlando won just one more game than the Sixers, and, that, and really haven't added a ton. Um, and the Sixers really have. Ooh, yeah. That being said, the Magic come into the season having won thir uh, 29 games last year, and 30 and a half is their over under. under. You're gonna go under. I'm taking the under. I'd say they're slightly over. Really. What have they added? Besides they haven't Jonathan added anything. Isaac. Is he going to win them? Two, they haven't three added games? anything. I do think, though, that some parts of the East kind of fall towards the middle. Um, that gap, not necessarily from the Cavs down, closes, or really from a couple other teams. But you know, the, there's not a the top tier has fallen in terms of the number of teams. But we'll get to that after the Magic. Who do you have? The Charlotte Hornets. Okay. What do we got on Charlotte? The Hornets are kind of another kind of low-key underrated team for yep. me. They're just, you know, hanging out there in North Carolina. Kemba's their star, Kemba Walker. But they also have a bunch of role players around them. You know, Frank, Kamitz Frank Kaminsky, Cody Zeller. They added Dwight Howard in the offseason, which could be either, like, a huge detriment or a huge benefit. I would love to see Dwight kind of figure it out. He had it in Orlando, and then I don't know what happened. I yeah. mean, if you read the – there was a good Sports Illustrated Lee Jenkins article about Dwight, which is – I recommend everyone read it, you know. He kind of lost his way, and maybe Charlotte's where he can find it. Maybe MJ can give him some guidance. That would be cool. They drafted Malik, Malik Monk from Kentucky, who I think really fell at 11. He really did, yeah. So that could be a huge get for them. Um, I mean, I'm looking at Charlotte to make the playoffs in a in a weaker East, and I think that, like I said, they're kind of an underrated, low key team, and I'm kind of like interested to see what they do. I don't know if there's any really super exciting storylines, but there's like good, solid players on this team. No, so. certainly, and in building that team, we'll see how Kemba does, how he shines. See how Malik Monk does. We'll see what happens once Nick Batum comes back. Another guy from that older or from a couple years ago, Portland team who who really had a good spot there. Um, you know, Malik Monk, we'll see how he plays. Michael Carter Williams, a guy that's on that team and found a bit of a renaissance in Chicago. And previous rookie of the year, Michael Yeah, Carter. previous rookie of the year with the Sixers. Um, the big question is defense and, and see how they do defensively. But Dwight Howard kind of finds himself 
he can certainly help out that way in, in that old Orlando Magic Dwight Howard Because way. I think that, I mean, Howard is a presence in the paint. Yeah. He's a huge guy. And I even feel like just him being there has to, like, kind of bring some trepidation to people who are looking to drive. Like, do I want to drive into that mountain of a human? That's a 50-cent word. Thank you. Maybe it'll be on the jury. Maybe. But over under. Over under for the Charlotte Hornets, the team that recently got their history back, or I think they had once they got their name back, is set at 42 and a half over. Under. Oh. You don't even need to be 500 to make the playoffs in the East. You're not having a lot of East teams over 500. They're not going to be. Just the Sixers. The Sixers are going to win like 60 games. It's fine. All right. Well, let's lock Just that in right I'm, now. I'm going to take Thunder on that. All right. But moving on, I believe we got two more Southeast teams before we move on to our Atlantic division. Who do you got first, Atlanta or Miami? Miami. All right, Miami. Tell me your story on Miami. Um... I kind of just like have like a like a heart story for Miami because I love Hassan Whiteside because he's so funny on yep. Snapchat. He's so funny. Like during the Summer Olympics, like there were all the he would just Snapchat himself yelling at the TV like in a swim cap, and which which it makes me really sad the Winter Olympics are during this season because I think he would also love the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. Also, if none of you have seen it, there was like an off season best of awards article on the ringer and they have the full video of Hassan Whiteside's like CSI Miami of this dead bird in his yard. And I watched at work and I laughed out loud and I recommend it to anyone. But that being said, heat if we see second half heat versus first half heat, because they really came on in the second half, like buoyed by their by Eric Spolstra and you know came on and they just like killed it in the second half of the season, but the first half of the season they were terrible. So it's really a matter of are we going to see first half Miami Heat or second half Miami Heat? So that's a great question. The Miami Heat have a very, very interesting lineup, as you just said. And they're like volatile. Like what very, are they do? very, very volatile. I think you see more like the second half of the season, Miami. Then they're going to be really good. <laughs> yes and no. Um, Why no? I don't know. They're just so volatile. I don't. Uh, the shooting is the big thing for me there. But that and like I don't think I, they can sustain that for a whole season. I agree. And like I guess that goes into volatile because you're like, oh, but the shooting. But I'm like, but when Dion is on, it's like. So when Dion is on, if Dion is exactly. on all season, they're gonna win eighty-two games. Yeah, that's like, what a lot of other teams thought about him too. Yeah, I mean, what number four in the draft? Yeah. I love Dion. He's a Philly kid. I love him. Also, but read his Players Tribune article. The best thing that Miami has going for him is that they're deep. Their lineup is very deep, so you don't need to necessarily have Dion Dragic, James Johnson, Justin Winslow, Kelly Olynyk. On every single night, Olenek is signing on the offseason. Yeah, it's a big signing. It's, it's good. Add some, add some big size. Add some headbands and some long hair. <laughs> more uh, headbands. We need more headbands. Hopefully, they're neon to go with the Miami theme. Um, but yeah, they have depth, and that's they do huge, 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 huge in this league. Whiteside's great, and he kills the Sixers. He, he murders them every well, year. 
up until last year, that really didn't that phrase didn't hold any clout. <laughs> but that being said, Miami, I think you could see a second half team, but you just there's something that holds me back on on saying you know make them the five seed or the six seed and, and where they go. Um, What's the over under? Yeah, the over under for them is set at forty two and a half. I'm gonna go slightly over. Slightly. Forty three. Over. Over. Yep. Forty three wins. You have to take the over on some people, and I'm really high on the heat. Yeah, you know, you might as well. Well, then you should be more than slightly. But I'm not here to correct people. Last team in the Southeast that we have, the Atlanta Hawks. This is one of those teams where there's really not a how ton the going mighty on. have fallen. I like don't even need to know the over under. I'm gonna take the under. Yeah, I, I think I don't think they're the worst in the league. I think that title belongs to the Bulls. Twenty seven and a half. Take the under. They're yes. not gonna be good. Uh, to give them some type of analysis. I mean, let's give them their due. They lost Jeff Teague in the off season. They drafted John Collins, number nineteen from Wake Forest. I don't know that he's making moves either way. Um. Their best player was arrested on misdemeanor battery charges, Dennis nope. Schroeder. So, I mean, Adam Silver has the authority to kind of lay out suspensions and fines if he either is found guilty, pleads guilty, pleads no contest, I think. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him being suspended for maybe like five to ten games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't really have a ton going on down there. Like, what else? Like, where else is. Where are they filling out their roster? Like, who are the players that are filling out their roster for them? Yep. Yeah, and that's it's all great. It's all true. <laughs> uh, to really kind of give them their due, um, just the youth could could have something good going. That's that's really all I got. You no, know, there's them. undrafted people that pop out, or they're you know. Yeah. So maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah, they, the they have a young team that could that could sprout. Sprout. That's a good word. Try to be. So we both take the under on we them. We both though? take the under on them. But let's move on to the Atlantic Division. I'm getting hyped. Who do you want to talk about first in our division? Well, since we're going west to best, we're going to save the Sixers for last, mm-hmm. obviously. So we can go. We'll talk about. We can go Nets first. All right, the Brooklyn Nets. So the Brooklyn Nets, they they had some – they added D'Angelo Russell in the offseason, but they lost Brooke Lopez, mm-hmm. which is rough. Um, they have a pretty okay cast. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lin, Damari Carroll, Timothy Mozgov, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, all are on the Nets currently. Rob Mozgov went to them. He did indeed. Yep. Uh, they had a couple. I've heard – I have not watched – admit that I have not watched – Nets preseason, but I've heard good things about Kyle Kuzma. They they might have traded the pick, but they got number twenty seven from Utah. So I hear he's doing good things. Um, yeah, the Nets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you know, in terms of the player analysis, you can't really say it any better. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I think, could be interesting there. I do think for just, D'Angelo Russell. He's going to be playing a lot of good guards. Yeah. A but, lot more frequently. That's the big thing. 
But I do think that he might have a breakout year because I don't know that he was in a great situation in L.A. No, like, he was Like, I wasn't. think that he's in a better situation here for the Nets and what he went number – I think he went number three in the draft. Four? It was, it was number it, two. It was just a little local four draft. We couldn't get him. Yeah. So we took pick three, so probably two. Um. So I think this could be a good situation for him, a kind of a breakout year and ability to kind of show what he's got. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, you don't go number two for nothing. No, it's true. I just think you're playing Isaiah Thomas. I don't know how many times, what the frequency is within division in the NBA. Isaiah Thomas, John Wall more, more times than twice. I think mm-hmm. now three times out of division. I mean, like just rattle off guards that you play in the in the East. I mean, say what you will, the guys in Toronto who we'll talk about in a bit, but you're playing them, playing Markel Fultz if he gets it together, which we'll get to in a little bit. You're, you know, I mean, wait, we'll, we'll hold it. Well, I'm just saying next. that you're playing, you're playing a lot of good guards yeah. you know, around it, but you're right that there are teams but it in this division. could be an opportunity for him to step up. It could be. You're absolutely right. He's playing better competition, better competition in theory spurs more improvement. So we could see how he goes. Over that under. being said, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets over under comes in set at 26 and a half. <laughs> Moving this on. This is such a bad division besides the Celtics. Eh, you get not next? really. In the, okay, the Celtics. We'll the go Celtics. The Celtics. We're going to go with the Celtics next. All right, Celtics coming in. So much movement. Having moved a lot of pieces around. They were literally in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they were like, Oh, we're just going to get rid of our whole team. It's fine. Yeah. It's crazy. Basically. They lost Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder. They added Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. What do you say, Jordy? Is that a net positive, net negative transaction? Say plus Kyrie Gordon minus Isaiah Jay. What do you say? I say it's plus on that. Mm -hmm. Losing... Other pieces of that team probably keep it in net even. Okay. Because they lost other pieces as well. Not as big of names, but they lost other pieces within other trades or free agency and whatnot. Um, they may not want to admit that some of those pieces were valuable, <laughs> but they were. Um, we'll see how it all goes. Um, a, a lot of their team, we'll see how Jason Tatum develops in this rookie year. Um Fun fact, my parents saw him when they were in Boston. Did they? That is that is a fun fact. I know. But we'll see how this team goes. You know, they have one of the Morris twins. They or have, is it Marquis? Yeah. And they just switch places like parent track. Well, yeah, they have, well, they have the matching contracts, too, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, Jalen Brown, we mentioned Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart, who could have – I mean, he could finally break out and in, in, in what they've wanted from him and that kind of – in-your-face attitude that he had ever since he was Oklahoma State. Um, but we'll see how it all goes. Gordon Hayward, we talked about before, he can be that keystone to an offense and to a team. He seems very, like, steady. Very and steady, like, Eddie. And, and, steady, Eddie. But still, I mean, he can be a piece for that type of team and help them, even with – I saw Kyrie last week in person. He looked good and he looked – sharp he was still ready to go i mean that's the two of them it's that's good that's good good quality 
do you think there will be um, some bumps in the road, like just kind of like winning the fan base over? Because I do know that the city of Boston loved Isaiah Thomas. Like they like kind of like the king in the fourth, <laughs> the king in the fourth. They loved him. You know, he's the number the 60th pick in the draft and kind of look at what he became. And do you think that, you know, there'll be some bumps in the road with him leaving and, you know, them bringing in a first pick in the draft and then Gordon Hayward and all these other pieces that aren't their, their people, their homegrown people, which. Thomas wasn't homegrown though. They picked him. Did they not? Sacramento Kings picked him. Did he play play for Sacramento? He did. Sacramento let him walk. They dumb. Yeah. Um, All right. I'm prove me. I admit I'm wrong. But they did love him. You're absolutely right that they did love him. That being said, there there could be, there certainly could be, but you have to almost take the LeBron angle on this, that even if they don't do well to start or they have some bumps in the road, they're going to get a top four seed. There's no doubt about that. I agree. They're going to win this division, so they're guaranteed at least a top four seed. Sixers are coming. I'm uh, kidding. Not this year, but they're going to win the division. Got them circled. We just get to them. Well, we – I'm really Greg's gonna be listening. Hi, Greg. He's gonna be listening, so we have to appease him because we have a baseball later this week. Greg, we love you. You Um, sound like Daryl Morey, but it's fine. Keeping it basketball. Always (laughs) always the professional Emily is. That being said, the Celtics, even if they even if they get a bump in the road, I think they'll be fine. They're gonna get a top four seed. Even if they have to play the Cavs in the second round, if they're the four seed, which I highly doubt. Um I have a quick question. Even if they don't Match in the playoffs. Who do you take? Celtics, Wizards. I take Wizards. I love the Wizards. I still take the Celtics. You do? Okay. I do. I still take the Celtics. Over, under, set at 53 and a half. I go over. I go over, too. Yep. All right. So, more teams until the Sixers. Before do you want to go? I'm so happy. Do you want to go Canada or do you want to go Big Apple? Oh, Canada. Beautiful singing voice. Thank you. The Toronto <laughs> Raptors, which, fun fact, if you have not read Zach Lowe's big NBA preview, go read at least the Toronto Raptors part. He uses like four or five different nicknames for the Raptors. The Dinos. <laughs> the Dinos. The Dinos, rather. It's spelled Dino. Um, Dino the Raps. The, the Drakes. The, the, six, the Sixes. The Toronto the Drakes. The Drakes. Yeah. True um, story. I legitimately the year. This is this is year six, which he had to capitalize because mm. the six. Yeah. Um, True story, though. I have on more than one occasion gone on eBay and tried to buy a Drake Knight Toronto Raptor shirt. I'm sure that's almost impossible to do. No, they're there, but they're just like a little pricey for me. Yeah. Like, I just wanted, like, October's very own. Like, I just wanted. But anyways. Anyway, the Raptors, I think, are one of the teams I've alluded to. I think they're bound for a down year. Mm. I think that. Why, though? Granted, it's year six of Lowry and DeRozan. So they're, you know, they're, they know how to get it done. They're, they get each other. They're both very good players. Both very good. Um, obviously, Kyle Lowry stuck around in Toronto. There was a big rumor he could be coming to Philadelphia, and thankfully didn't. Oh, the kid didn't want him. Yeah, um, 
we say that also with our, our feelings towards the... If he would have come, I would have been like, Kyle Lowry! The, the vile cats. Oh, truth. Um, Anyways. Sorry, Joe Meyer. Yeah, sorry. I doubt he's listening. But uh, if you are, love you, buddy. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, Serge Ibaka, we'll see how he does. We'll see. They didn't see. make a ton of moves. They didn't make a ton of moves. They basically stayed pat, which... you, you It's tough because you almost have to wonder with being in the same conference and by the Cavaliers, is it worth trying to mortgage something to make some league-shattering trade when you have a couple pieces that are already top 15, top 20 players, um, but you just know that it's it's, it's not, not enough. enough. It's hard. It's like, I'm not going to win, but we're good enough? Yeah. Like, is, that, is that good enough? And I'm going to hold it, but, like, I don't think the Sixers agree with that, and, like, that's why I love them, but... The Toronto Raptors did draft OG on a newbie, 23rd from Indiana, who not going to say I've watched film, but like I've heard good things. So we'll see what he does. But like you said, they've got Kyle Lauer, they got Serge Ibaka, they got DeMar, they've got Valanchunas. Like they've got good players, but it's not enough and it's not going to be enough, like barring some injury to the Cavs or the Celts. Like, enough. So, like, congratulations on your fourth place finish in the East. Yeah, I, I could see them as the four. Um, I could even see them a little lower than that. It depends really on how – if some of these teams make miracle runs, you know, mm-hmm. me saying the Celtics could be four was kind of ludicrous. It's probably Celtics, Wizards, Cavs in some order, depending on how many days LeBron decides to take off yeah. to go watch college be- college football. Go to the Ohio State game. Yeah, if Ohio State makes a run, we might not see LeBron from mid-January. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that being said, I think Toronto could still get four pretty easily just because of how big of a drop there is from them to the next man up, if you will, the next team, team on the block. Um, but I, I still think, you know, they won – they won 51 games last year. They did get the three seed, but I still think like, you know, they're not, they're not poised to make that kind of run again. I mean, they tied LeBron mm-hmm. um, at that 51 win mark, but I, I, I don't see them, especially with the Wizards getting better. The Hawks, incredibly huge drop off. The Bucks being where they're at. The Pacers dropping off. You know, the difference is, is I feel like. In the East, okay, you have the Raptors, and I'm like, I don't. They cannot challenge the Cavs. They cannot. No. And then in the West, though, like yes, the Warriors are so good, but I could see a situation where Carmelo and Russ and Paul George go off and win four of seven. I no. can see it, and I can see where Paul, where Harden and Chris Paul like m- like have a meeting of the minds and go off, but like. In the East, I do there's not see that. There's not. That. There's yeah. none of that against the Cavs. So, like, I almost feel like yes, the Golden State Warriors are on paper the best team. But like, if I was going to guarantee a Finals team, I would guarantee the Cavs because like there just is more talent in the West and where the East. Like, there's even a meeting of the minds of Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry is not beating LeBron. Yeah, it's not happening. No, I agree with you. That being said, Toronto comes in 47 and a half. I'm going to take the over. Yeah. Yeah. But it to. means nothing. It means nothing. But I take the over. I take the over. All right. So the last two teams. The Knicks. An age old rivalry Philadelphia and New York. 
the Knicks and the Sixers. We're going to get the best of them. Playing on New Year's or on Christmas Day. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're going to start with the New York Knicks. And who do the Knicks have besides Kristaps Porzingis? Please tell me. Long season for New York. Tell me who they have, Jordy. The New York Knicks. Let's take a look. They come in. They're actually set at 30 and a half. Is there over under? Under. Yeah, you take the under there. They they have the only- added Enos Cantor. Not a good player. And Willie Hernan Gomez. The thing is, like, the only thing that makes me want to take the over for the Knicks is that they don't realize that tanking is the best situation for them. So they'll, like, try to win games and, like, hit the over when, like, really they should just be losing. Like the Jets. Exactly. Sorry, Jets fans, but we like, shouldn't be winning three games in a row right like, now. Like, while we were podcasting, I got a notification that was, like, SC not top 10. Next year, Jack launches one of the worst full court heaves you'll ever see. Good. What are you doing? I don't know. But, like, when – I don't know that you have this information, but, like, when it – like, will Porzingis, like, keep in this for the long haul? Well, he's alluded to things that he wasn't happy about. Right, like, he didn't show up to a sex parts, meeting. Yeah. But I've also heard comments saying he wants to stay in New York, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, a lot of that – it seems like it was Phil, who's gone. Thank God for um, them. Yeah, thankfully for them. Um, I don't wish that much pain on you, Knicks fans. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all goes. I mean, if it's just some situation, like, ironically, Carmelo in, in Denver before he got traded, and Denver wasn't even this bad when he was there, so don't get me wrong in any which way, shape, or form, but where he just kind of lasts it out, and then whenever he can hit the free agency market, which is surprising that you're the Knicks and you, you can't get something like this done. It's sad, honestly. It's really you're sad. The, you're the New York Knickerbockers. Yeah. It's like, you are the team. With the full name to emphasize the point. I did. Yeah. I was going with the ears and not the mind. Remember, you let them hear it, not think it. Exactly. I talked about this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Connect the dots. But, like, 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 is this the worst defensive team in the NBA? Like is Enos? Who is Enos Cantor playing defense on? Like yeah, they're not stopping anybody. Like who is Tim Hardaway Junior. playing defense on? Like these are terrible defensive players. Like Porzingis making offensive plays, but like that's that's literally it. Yeah, I do find it funny that they're over under set at thirty and a half. It's under. Higher, it's higher than the Bulls. The Bulls aren't going to be good, but, but take the under here. Like I could literally see. If you could, if you could leverage this bet, you know, like, like, yeah, like anybody knows from, you know, you know take a take a put, you know, from stock trading and whatnot, and various different securities trading. Do that. <laughs> Just get any way that you can double, triple, quadruple your money. Get this, get this leveraged. Get some way to maximize this shit line. Thirty and a half. Porzingis, the unicorn. The Latibian gangbanger is not taking you above 30 games. The only thing that keeps me from saying the New York Knicks will be the worst team in the NBA is the fact that the best thing for the New York Knicks is for them to be the worst team in the NBA. And they don't know how to do what's best for them. Yeah, That's literally the only thing is that somehow they will find a way to win more games than they should and not get the first draft pick and not get whoever is like the new unicorn coming out. 
It's yeah. because they just cannot figure it out. Can't do it Take right. Take the under. Take the under. Get to my boys. Let's go. All right. The Sixers. Here we go. I've the, been waiting for this for so long. The process so is here. Long. Markel Fultz get, uh, hasn't looked great in the not preseason. Not great. How are they doing tonight? They're getting killed by the Celtics. Again? Again. But Apparently, Markel I, Fultz did not look great tonight either. Oh, I saw he had a decent line. Uh, well, there's a highlight of a really shitty free throw, mm. free throw that he took. Okay. Ben Simmons looks great. You guys, Ben Simmons is like my man David Fisdale was talking about Ben and was like, I don't want to see him for the next 15 years. Like, this guy is insane. He's insane. He's so fast. Like, I was about to say, let's talk about how tall he is in relativity to his speed. Like, in, he's so fast, and he's like, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like, we saw him live, and it was just incredible to see him, and I cannot wait to go to opening night because I do believe that Joel Embiid will play opening night. Dirty, I need you to focus me. Please focus my thoughts on the Sixers because I cannot do it myself. I just have, I have too many emotions. All right, so it's going to be a fun year. We just have to remember, though. We drafted Markel Fultz first from Washington State. Yep. Those are traded from with Washington. Celtics. Yeah, not state. Not state. Not that. Oh, Husky's the Sixers official. The Sixers lost. Um, hold on. One thirteen to ninety six. But Ben Simmons had fifteen points, six rebounds, and which I didn't mention with the Boston Celtics, they drafted Semi Ojale, number thirty seven from SMU, and he had sixteen points and four rebounds. So that's a good. That's a good line. Line. Now, that being Anyways, said. Back to focusing me. Please focus me. So, Ben Simmons looked great. He's great. He is great. There's a couple things that you have to think about. Joel Embiid needs to stay healthy. He needs to be healthy to be a big catalyst for this team. He's probably 10 wins. Is that a question? I have a comment. Okay. I'm raising my hand. She's raising her hand, which is why I'm asking. I just want to make a comment that, yes, Joel Embiid needs – to stay healthy, but I want to make a comment that the injury that sidelined him for the second half of last season was not the same injury that sidelined him for the two previous years. That is true. It was a knee, not his foot. His foot is fine. There's been no mention of his foot. His foot is fine. That is true. Knee injuries, those we've seen in basketball and football to a certain degree in baseball, don't help at all. Um, but that being said, Joel Embiid plays more than half the season. You're going to see a lot of wins from him. This is the thing. So on the Ringers and at NBA East over under podcast, they were like, would you put the number of games that Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid play combined, like, you know, count each of them at 150, and everyone took the over. And I think took, that's insane. They took thunder, took under, and I think yeah. that's insane. Yeah, that that's assuming that each of them plays fifty games, and I, on the average. So right. say that Joel Embiid plays thirty eight games again next year, right? This year, that means that between the other two, they need to each play fifty six games. I think that they will easily. I think, yeah, I think it's very easy to do. Markel Fultz. No real signs of injuries no. in any which way, like shape, casual. or form. And I think that they, because of Joe, were overly cautious with Ben last year. Yep. And, and I 
having seen both you and me have seen Ben play in preseason, like, no, there's like ben, he doesn't look like he was hurt last no, year. Ben is he not, looks like he played multiple full seasons in the National Basketball Association yes. and does not look like that he has missed a beat from said theoretical multiple seasons. Ben has no minutes restrictions going into the season like Joel did last year, and I expect Joel to again this year. Not to mention Joel just got paid a lot of money. He did get paid a lot of money. And coming into tonight – Five years, $96 million is no, the number? it's like 146 146 It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But also, like, I don't – like, Joel is that player that is transcendent. Like, if he can stay healthy – Well, if he stays healthy, I mean, he's the key. He's what carries them. If he stays to healthy – not just a playoff spot, but – To the to the title. Eventually. Like, not, uh, no. not this year. No, no, not no, Not this no. year. Don't, don't get her excitement confused, ladies and gentlemen. No, but, like – in like a healthy Joel Embiid at 28 years old, stoppable. Yeah. Like if you have not seen Joel Embiid play basketball live and you get the chance to do it, it is incredible the things that this man can do with his body. Like I'm like foaming at the mouth talking about it. He's incredible. All right. So as great as Embiid is, let's talk about some other pieces on this team. Okay, I am qualified Fultz. to do that. Fultz, we need more from him. We need more from him. He's a rookie guard. Rookie guards are usually not, not good in their first year. I mean, I'm willing to let it go because he's old. Mm-hmm. And I was stupid and dumb and not mature at 19 years old. And no matter the, whatever, <laughs> there are stormtroopers on halftime at Monday Night Football. They're premiering the new Last Jedi trailer. Okay. This is part of that. I didn't ESPN, know what's Disney. going on. I got excited. Here it comes. Continue your point. We'll watch it later. Yeah. Um, But I'm I'm willing to let Markel go because Dirty is convulsive. Um, you look at Ben versus Markel, and literally the two of them are up for they – they will be up against each other for rookie of the year. But Ben has had a year in the NBA system. He's had a year at the Sixers facility, which is amazing. He's had a year, you know, traveling with the team, like understanding like what goes into an NBA lifestyle. So Ben playing his first, game, first games versus Markel playing his versus first games are two completely different things. And I'm very, I'm willing to let Markel grow because we have these other pieces in place, and I'm really not worried about it. Right. I'm not. So Markel, we've covered. We've covered Ben. We've covered JoJo. Have we covered Ben enough? Markel loves Chick-fil-A also. He does. I do too. JJ Redick. Great signing. Great signing. A lot of money, but they have the money to spend. We do because they're so cheap. I would have to say, though, that I think the more beneficial signing is Amir Johnson because on the court, JJ may be because, you know, he's got the three-point shooting. And I think he'll space out the defenders great and like on the court. But I think Amir Johnson's going to be really crucial because although he may play like a backup four or five, I'm not really sure they're going to play him yet. JJ has a family and JJ has a family that's in Brooklyn. And he has already said that like he's going to go back and forth all of these things where I haven't heard those things from Amir Johnson. I know that he has a family as well, 
but I think that he might be more based in Philly, and I know that he's spending a lot of time with these young guys. I've heard Markel Fultz call him his vet and his OG, and he's teaching him. Amir Johnson was one of the last guys that came out of the and came out of high school and straight into the NBA, so he knows what it's like to be a really young guy in the NBA and what it's like to play with these men. When you're 19, you're not a man; you're a child. Ten-year-old boys, and I'm like, you guys are silly. Like, what? What are you doing? Like, these are, like, boys amongst men's. Like, Markel Fultz and LeBron James are on two different physical spectrums. And there takes some getting used to and playing with that. And Amir Johnson is there to kind of bridge that gap. And I think, although he might not start, depending on, you know, what the starting lineup is. I know Rashawn Holmes is out for a while. We'll see how Vegan Jaw goes. But I think that that's what really looking for. Vegan Jaw. How I think that's super beneficial for them. So I think that JJ on the court and Amir Johnson off the court are both super big signings for the Sixers. Like I just really like what they're doing right now. I just like rambled. You did. Now that being said, <laughs> so we covered JJ, we covered Amir. The rest of the starting crew or the supporting crew is a former starting crew. Mm-hmm. TJ. Love we love TJ. We just saw TJ on Saturday. We did just see him. Nick Stauskas, who is not – might not, not even make the team. He's going to make the team. Hopefully. Who's going to make the team over him? If you give me that answer, then we'll discuss, but you can't. Yeah, I can't. But exactly. Robert Covington. Oh! You love him. Everyone loves him. He's so good. He is very good. He's very he good. defensive player of the year votes, Robert Covington did. Yep. He's incredible. Do you think his on- offense stays where it was in the second half of last year? Yes. There's no reason to think it doesn't. Inconsistency. He is a bit inconsistent, but even with the inconsistency, I think that he more than makes up for his value on defense because he's so good no, defensively. No, de- I'm not disagreeing with you. The defensive value – Certainly is there, and you can make the argument That's for him. That's an undrafted to, player. Like, regardless if he's drafted or not, you have to focus on the now. And the now, as it was all of last year, is that he's very good on defense. What I'm saying is, like, his defensive skills are worth the money. Oh, absolutely, and worth the starting spot. No. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Are you saying you start him? So, assuming Embiid's not healthy for opening night, which he might be, he might. I think be. he is. I think they're they're just building. Is your starting five then? Is it what? Ben, JJ Redick, Robert Covington, Markel Fultz, and Amir Johnson. And Amir Johnson, yeah. Amir Johnson slash Joel Embiid. Yeah. I mean, Joe, if he's healthy. I honestly, like, I would not even be up. I, the only thing that would put me hesitant to start teach is the the like the push to Markel's confidence. I don't. Okay. I think that you know that's a big part of it, but I think like it might benefit him coming off the bench, like kind of seeing the NBA pace game a little bit more. But if it would hurt his confidence to come off the bench, um, I also don't want to forget. Or not give time to Dario, who my man, who should have been rookie of the year last year. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. 
And he's going to come off the bench this year, which is going to be a new situation for him. But I think he's going to thrive in it because, like, there's not they're not going to skip a beat when they're substituting players. Like, Dario's used to the pace and the skill of that first round of offense, and he's just going to fit in with them seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to go well. I think it should go well. Again, health is a big concern, understandably so. Health is only a concern for JoJo for Ex- me. That was exactly what I was going to say. I'm not worried about Ben's foot. It, people want to say that because they want – it's not even that, they don't, that they're hater or they're sick of the trust they're the process stuff. It's more of just the fact that you saw – you've seen multiple first-round picks in Philadelphia miss seasons, whether it's been mm-hmm. they didn't want to come over, they didn't want to – never coming over. They were hurt or the, the training staff did whatever the hell they're doing and whatever the hell they've been doing with not reporting the knee – and playing they Joel and they that. have a new doctor. That's good. It's very good. Uh, I think it goes well. I have them in the playoffs. I have them hitting the over, which is 40 and a half. I see them as a f- above 500 team, in the NBA. Uh, part of the reason why I was picking a lot of overs, the Sixers being at 40 and a half, I see them as a seven or eight seed. I don't really see them much higher than no. that. Um, so you have to hit the over somewhere around there. I think it's exciting. I'm obviously don't get me wrong and trying to play devil's advocate to uh, the lovely third and girl over here. My like extreme excitement, her extreme excitement, her season ticket holder bias is coming out in full force. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, you got to look at it as cautious optimism, but if you see these guys in person, if you ever get the chance to go wherever you are, Seriously, if, if you Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are healthy, just just put this in your head, okay, Jordy? Ready? Yep. Ben is healthy all year. He plays like seventy-seven games. Like yep. he's like Dario last year. Mm-hmm. And Joe plays sixty games. So the Sixers win. They win. They win like sixty-five games. It's not good that. That's not good that far ahead of ourselves. They win like fifty-five games. I think the Sixers cap at fifty games. Even if Joe plays sixty games, even if you play sixty games, I think they cap at fifty. I think Joe can win every game by himself. But we've also seen beginning of last year where there was some inconsistency. He hasn't played in a while. We'll see how he comes out this year. He's the Black Roger Federer. It's true. I want him. I'd love to see him wear the Roger Federer logo, like the hat, just the Roger Federer hat, the brand. All right. All that being said, like I'm crazy and like obsessed with the Sixers, but like, like Jordy was saying, like if Joel Embiid is healthy and you have not seen him play live, like it is worth your money to see him play live because Go. God forbid something happens. Like we do not know how how long Joel Embiid's career is going to be. Like he is a very large person. Yeah. And in the NBA, the history of very large people, like the history does not end on their favor. So no. if you have the opportunity to see this very large human play basketball, you should do it because he's incredible on the court. You're hitting kind of a, a point. Most recent that probably comes to most people's mind is Yao Ming. Mm-hmm. And it was always just a time bomb to when you heard Yao Ming's out for the season. Right. 
I'm not hoping that on, on Joel. No, I know. I hope he plays a full season. But it least. must be very difficult to be that large of a yeah. human. Humans are not supposed to be that big. That being said, we're smarter than we were then. It's like how baseball teams limit their pitchers. Um, they try to protect their arms. You can say whether or not that works. You can listen to the bullpen cart, our baseball podcast, to hear more of that. But said we'll see how it all goes um, yeah i can ramble about the sixers for hours so we should cut me off jordan let's do the over under what's the sixers over under we already said it 40 and a half oh hit the over yeah i think they're going over 500 this year i think so too I'm feeling good i'm really excited You're thinking for, they're writing 70 games i'm ready i'm like jojo's gonna win 65 games on his own it's yeah. fine it's I just want to make a comment that we were watching Monday Night Football. This might go up on Wednesday, but we're watching Monday Night Football. Well, and these will both go up on Tuesday. Oh, you're going to put them both up? The score is 3-2 to two at the half. That's all. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. Sammy Sleeves was playing, and it looks like that uh, our boy Case, Case Keenum is, is bad. I saw him in at some point in the first half. Okay. I don't know if Sammy Sleeves got hurt again, but let's get back to basketball. Okay, Jordy. Um, I'm gonna cut my like ramblings off. Yep, I've we're gonna had move an on. Entire bottle of wine. It's been too much Good. for me. Just like a lot. Um, NBA Finals. Pick your two teams. What are they? Are War- we having a four peak? Yep. Warriors, Cavs, round four. All right. I think it's hard to not think if you put those great teams together that just that just formed in the West and Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. You're a lot more likely to say the Cavaliers don't do it. That Warriors team is too fucking good. <laughs> too good. They are too yeah, goddamn good. Kevin Durant was too much. They have to lose a piece. They're going to lose Clay. Yeah, they're going to lose Clay Thompson. So will that drop them down either? Is Steph and Durant enough, or do they need that Clay piece? Clay is a good compliment to Steph. I mean, they're not the Splash Brothers for nothing, but. Draymond Green, as long as he's not kicking people in the dick more. Or sending dick pics. Or sending dick pics, even though he never got suspended for that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you have everybody else that's that's hanging around that team that, that supports staff. Everybody wanted to say, oh, you lost Andrew Bogut. You lost Harrison Barnes. You lost this Nothing person. You lost that person. Nothing, none of that mattered. You just next man up. You got in another person. I think that Warriors team is really as long as you have Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, three of the top 15. Yeah. And really two of the top five with maybe like number 12 in Draymond Green. Yeah. I don't know. Or I don't really rank players. I'm not Bill Simmons. Um, on their team, um, you know, I mean, you, the sky's the limit for them. Yeah. The ceiling is the floor. <laughs> I'm going to go outside the box. I'm saying Warriors, Wizards. I'm into the Wizards this year for some unknown reason. Oh, man. I love John Wall. I'm into it. It might be that entire bottle of green. Gruner yeah. That might be it. White wine from Australia. It gives you crazy ideas. But I'm ready for LeBron to cut it. I think Kyrie's a big part of that Cavaliers offense. And there was a reason they lost him, and something wasn't working. And I think it might fall apart a bit. And I just love John Wall, so I'm going to go Warriors, Wizards. You can tweet at me when I'm wrong, but only tweet me love for the Sixers or I'm going to get really mad. Our eternal adversary, 
Colin Cowherd did and tweet out the middle finger emoji at, at those people. Yeah, can't that. can't pull that kind of stuff. Us tonight, we appreciate you listening to both parts. If you have not listened to the West yet, go listen to that. Great stuff. We recorded that first, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but Emily, any other thoughts? Any other comments? Concerns? No, go Sixers. I'm ready to see you at home on October 20th, and hopefully it'll be one and out against. <laughs> My Eastern Conference winners, the Washington Wizards. And I'm just ready for it. And I love basketball. Is it a home and home? No, they're at the Wizards on one, Wednesday or Thursday. And then they open at home on Friday. So it's a home and home. It's a home and home. You play one team at their place. No, no, they don't play the Wizards on Friday. No. Not um, a home and home. I was about to say, it's also interesting that both the Flyers and the Sixers would open up their home schedules against Washington. No. They have nothing to do with one another, but interesting thought. But I'm just ready for the Sixers season. I'm ready for Joe to be healthy because I just want as many people in America to experience Joel Embiid as I have experienced Joel Embiid as a season ticket holder because I feel like he loves me and I love him. Well, he's a and wonderful person. All. But if you want more Emily, go check her out at thirdandgirl.com. It has all of the social media handles that you need for her. You know ours, but I'm going to run through them. Thunder BLG is Twitter. Thunderblog Sports for both. Instagram, thunderblogsports.com, of course, the website. And as always, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That'll do it for us for thirdandgirl.com's Emily Anderson. I am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. Have a great night, everybody. Happy basketball is back. Go Sixers.